0: and also the Hebraic calendar. Uh, The Hebraic calendar is 5780. And of course, our Gregarian uh, calendar is 2020. And the Lord said that this is a year of declaration and proclamation, a year of redemption, discernment, vision, strength, and prosperity. The Hebrew year 5780 begins a new decade of the 80s. Now, we're not going back to the 80s. Who was born in the 80s? Are there 80 babies in here? Alexis, you were not born in the 80s. <laughs> My niece back there said she was born in the 80s. Uh, you, you've been here before, and you went back and came back again. All right. Okay, she said she was born in the 80s. And the Hebrew letter for 80s is pronounced pet and the spelling is the 18th letter of the alphabet peth, which is also the hebrew word for mouth this 2020 and as we enter into 2020 and spend a year 10 years into this new decade we'll move from the decade in which we were drawing attention to the eye which was last year 2019 into 10 years of awakening and awareness of our mouth So we have to be very careful in 2020 as to what we say, because what you say is what you're going to get. So this is the year, this is the time to make declarations based on the Word of God. Whatever you speak that lines up with the Word of God, you're going to get it this year. Somebody better start speaking some stuff. Amen. I spoke some stuff into existence, and y'all better see me this time. Next week. Because as soon as we speak and believe in the word of God, I'm going prove that to y'all. Watch and see me when I come up in here on Sunday. When, when God gave a word, and, and Minister Kim brought forth my favorite passage of scripture, Jeremiah 29 11, and the Lord God says, For I know the plans that I have for you. And they're good. And they'll give us a good and expected outcome. Yeah. But we got to believe it and we got to see it. We got to speak it and we got to see that thing manifest. On, man. The mouth in the Old Testament, the mouth oft- oftentimes refers to the inanimate opening, the entrance of a cave, a well, or sack, or a lion's den. The phrase mouth of God refers to God's revelation and his substance for humankind. In the book of Deuteronomy 8 and 3, the word of God says, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger, and he fed thee with matter which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that, the, that he might make thee that the man doth live by bread only, but by everything that proceeded out of the mouth of Jehovah doth man live. And so here it is I mean, the children of Israel in the wilderness. And the Lord God knew that they were hungry for the natural, but he also fed them the word. In Jeremiah 9 and 12, it says, Who is the wise man that may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of Jehovah hath spoken, that he may declare it whereverfore is the land perished and burned up like a wilderness, so that none passeth through it. So whatever God say and whatever the word of God say, if we speak the word of God, then that word of God is going to come forth into fruition. So who is the wise man that may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of Jehovah hath spoken? that he may declare it. I don't know about you, but the mouth of Jehovah has spoken to me so that I may declare the word of God. In Matthew 4 and 4, Jesus quote Deuteronomy 8 and 3, when Satan tempted him and revealed that life is more than what one puts in his or her mouth, rather true existence originates from every word that yes. comes from the mouth of God so Jesus reached back to, Jeremiah, to Deuteronomy 8 and 3 and he gave Satan a word so when Satan comes after us as God is blessing us with a manifestation of the promises from his word and when Satan comes to tempt us we got to give the enemy the word of God because Amen. the enemy came to Jesus and he said that Turn the stones to bread because you're hungry. You've been fasting for 40 days. You want to eat something. And Jesus had to come back and contradict what the enemy was saying to him. That's what you got to do in 2020. You cannot go. Toe to toe with the enemy in 2020. When the enemy gives you a word that contradicts what God has said about you, you got to speak with your mouth, with the strength of God, and you got to say, You know what? God didn't tell me that. God says, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I walk in success. Every promise of the word of God, He said, I can have it, and it's yes and amen. Jesus gave Satan the word, He used yeah. his mouth. The mouth is the means for expressing what is in one's heart. The association of the law and the mouth is often made because it is with the mouth that one expresses the essence of his or her religious belief. So whatever you speak out of your mouth, it's already what's in your heart. Come on now. Right now. So whatever comes up out of my mouth is what's coming from my heart. Amen. So we gotta guard this heart. You know, because see, the enemy's gonna come and he's gonna try to bring some things to cause your heart to hurt and to cause your heart to be broken. And a broken heart that is hurting, sometimes it turns into bitterness, and sometimes it turns into anger. And those things begin to come out of your mouth. And when you begin to speak things from a heart that is bitter and that's broken, guess what, whatever you speak out of your mouth, you think it might manifest toward the person that you're thinking or speaking or you have that ill will against. But guess what, it's going to come back to the person that's spoken out of their mouth. Amen. And who is the person that speaks it out of the mouth? We might be that one. So you got to be careful with this mouth, what you say, because as soon as you speak it, God is going to perform that thing. In the New Testament, mouth means stoma, which is used uh, in the Old Testament. The mouth reveals what is in one's heart, according to James three, three through twelve. The point is made that if people can control the speech of their mouth, they can control their action. What people speak is consistent with what's in their heart. Therefore, slanderous speech reveals an evil heart. So if I walk around and I'm slandering and I'm saying all manner of evil about folks, then guess what? It's what's inside here. So I got to get that right. Because if I didn't have it in here, I wouldn't be speaking it out of my mouth. Right, right. In Colossians 3 and 8, Paul tells the Colossians to get rid of filthy speech from their mouths. He also said that the confession of the mouth, Jesus is Lord, that's what we must confess. Romans 10, 7 through 10 reveals the in one's heart. It is not the confession that redeems a person, but the belief of the heart where the confessions originated. So when I confess something with my mouth, it's evidently something that I believe in in my heart. So whatever comes up out of my mouth is something that I really believe deep down in my heart. So if I confess with my mouth that I am blessed, that I have more than enough to bless the people of God, that's something that God has put deep down in my my heart so I'm able to release that out of my mouth. But if I don't see myself like that, and the words that comes up out of my mouth have not aligned themselves up with what's deep down in my heart, then I'm going to say some things that are contrary to what God's word has revealed itself to me, yeah. in revelations uh, the Word of God says that we have to open up our mouths and we have to begin to use our mouths as a point of reference to reveal to God what he has already said to us. Your mouth, your declarations, help you to receive your inheritance from the Lord. Your mouth, your declarations, help you to receive your inheritance from the mouth from the Lord. In Luke 21 and 15, the word of God reads... For I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. For I will give you the right words with such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. So if somebody is coming in opposition against you, God says that I'm going to give you the wisdom to use the right words. So those that are in opposition against you, they're not going to be able to open their mouth and reply or refute you. Yes. That means they're not going to be able to come against what God is saying and doing in your life. Yeah. In Psalms 97, one nineteen ninety seven 97, 1-4, the word of God says, Oh how I love your law, it is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, but they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the age, because I have observed your precepts. I have restrained my, free, my feet from evil ways, that I may keep your word. Now this is somebody that got to spend some time in the word. You, you, can't, you can't be able to, to, to verbalize and articulate the Word of God and speak what the Word of God is saying for you in this hour if you're not meditating on the Word of God. If you're not getting in the presence of the Lord, you're not opening up the Word of God, then you're not going to be able to say what the Word of God commands you to say. So here David writes, I love your law. I love the Word of God. I love it so much that I meditate on it day in and day out. Your commandments make me so much wiser than my enemies have ever been before. I have more insight than my teachers. The person that I'm in the classroom with and the one that is instructing me, I got so much insight that when my professors begin to teach something, I already know the answer because you've given me that kind of wisdom. I understand more than those that are much older than me. This is what David is saying because I stay in the presence of the Lord God. I'm meditating on His Word so I can have good success. I'm learning His commandment, I'm speaking what the Word of God is saying. And because I'm doing that, that I understand more than those who are much older than I. And in studying your word, he said that my feet are now restrained where I'm not even walking a evil path. And I, I'm not doing the things I used to do. I'm not going to the places I used to go to because your word has now become a restrainer to my feet. Yes. When I, I, I want to go to this place and I want to do those things, I don't find myself doing those things anymore because I'm meditating on the word of God. Amen. 2020, the year of declaration. What are you going to declare? The word of God. What are you going to proclaim? The word of God. What are you gonna discern by the spirit of a living God? How are you gonna have vision? You gotta have the word of God. How are you gonna be strong? You gotta feed yourself on the word of God. How are you gonna walk in prosperity? You gotta know and understand what the word of God says about your prosperity. And he Ephesians 4 and 29, it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So the word of God got to be able to restrain us from letting corruptible talk come out of our mouths. You all know how it is. Sometimes we get amongst our our friends and the next thing you know we're talking and we're saying things in which we ought not to say. But this year we're going to put a strainer on our mouths and we're going to not say some of the things that we used to say. James 3 and 10 says, for the same mouth come blessings and what? Curses. My brothers, these things ought not be sold. Hmm. Right. Matthew 15 11. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person. So go ahead and eat the pork chops and eat the bacon. But what comes out of the mouth, that's what defiles a person. Oh, all right sometimes we get caught up in what we ought not eat and yeah pork is not good for those who high blood pressure I'm not telling you to go and just eat a whole pork chops and ribs and all of that but what I'm saying is that the word of God says that it's not what we eat that defiles us, but what's come up out of us, out of our hearts and our mouths, it defiles a person. Jeremiah 1 and 9 says, Then the Lord put out his hand, and he touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. 2020, the year of declaration, proclamation, redemption, discernment, vision, strength, and prosperity. In the book of 2 Timothy 3 and 16, it says all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That means that sometimes when I go to the word of God, it might convict me. It might reprove me. It might correct me. But it's for my training to build me up in righteousness. Sometimes when someone gets up and they present the word of God and they preach the word of God Uh, sometimes those scriptures might hurt you a little bit but it's for the building up of the body for reproofing, for correcting so that you will be trained in righteousness I don't know about you but I don't want someone around me that's always singing a good song I want you to be able to tell me when my stuff ain't tight in Amos 3 and 7 it says for the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets this year, the year of death Declaration, proclamation, redemption, and discernment. In the book of Joshua 1 and 8 it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may prosper, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Some of you might say you are giving us a whole lot of scripture, but I want you to know that this uh-huh. is the Year where well, you got to get in this word, and this yes. word must get in you. It can't be somebody else's word. It must be the word of God. Because when you need strength, and when the warfare begins to come, you got to have your 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 yourself built up in the word of God. That means that you got to meditate on the word of God. The Hebrew word here for meditate is called Haggah, which means literally to utter, to mutter, to to, to sound out, to, to moan, to. Ground. I don't know about you, but I don't. When I meditate on the Word of God, and when the Word of God gets inside of me, sometimes I might begin to groan, sometimes I might begin to holler out. Sometimes I might begin to say, hallelujah, praise your Lord God. Because when you're meditating on the word of God, it begins to get really good to you. And you begin to make a sound unto the Lord God. God Joshua was, was instructed to implement, to not stop speaking and declaring the word of God. you got to not uh, stop declaring the word of God. you got to keep declaring the word of God. Because when you begin to declare the word of God, God began to get all in your stuff. And he begins to turn things around for you. God told Joshua that the word should not depart from your mouth. Not even from your heart. But you got to meditate on it, Joshua. And when you meditate on this word, you're going to have good success. And everything that you set out to do, Joshua had to constantly open up his mouth and begin to speak and see what has happened with the church. We're not opening up our mouth and we're not speaking what the Lord God is saying. We might speak about what everybody else is saying, but what does the word of God say about your situation? What does the Lord God say about your circumstance? We got to get in the word like never before. This is also the year in which the Lord God is going to release the year of Issachar anointing. Issachar, he was the son of Isaac. And you know Isaac, he had to stay with the lady that he really didn't want to be with uh, until he got his Rebecca. He had to have a relationship with Leah before he got Rebecca and the word of God says that he birthed forth a child. His ninth son was named Issachar. He was he was Rebecca's fifth son. And when I looked at that, I looked at five, which represents the grace of God, and I looked at nine about the birthing of God. And God says there's gonna be an Issachar anointing. And see, Issachar was a son of a woman that did not really have that right place with Isaac. You know, sometimes you want to be in that right relationship and, and you do everything that you can to have those right relationships but sometimes what you think is right is not always right and see we find that Isaac had this son and this son' name was uh, Ishakar and Ishakar was not the son that, that, that Isaac really wanted but he was with Rebecca and so Rebecca was having these babies and, and as a matter of fact when I studied uh, Ishakar I thought Found that, uh, see, uh, 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 Rebecca, she allowed Leah to sleep uh, with Isaac. Uh, see, she and Isaac uh, are now married, but 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 she was not able to produce the children like she wanted to, and so she told her husband, "You can go and you can lay with Leah." And when Isaac went and laid with Leah, Issachar came up. Uh, and, and, and Issachar, sometimes we have that 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 spirit of an Issachar. that spirit where you're really not wanted, you really don't feel like you're accepted, but you keep plowing in. I don't know if anybody here has ever dealt with that spirit of rejection. Uh, You you go through those, those moments and times when you feel that you're in a place and you're the beloved of God, but then things begin to turn and they are not going the way in which you had anticipated them to go and that spirit of rejection sometimes will come in but the Issachar anointing it's an anointing that brings on a strength that when you're going through it you're in your lowest place that the Lord God will give you a strength like never before. 2020 is going to be a year when God released the Issachar anointing the Issachar anointing was an anointing where you were able to discern. Things don't slip up on you like they used to. You're able to go through things like you didn't go through before. You have this supernatural strength. And and and, and I don't know about you, but I want that supernatural strength of the Issachar anointing. Issachar came uh, 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 was one that journeyed through the wilderness. Uh, when, when, when Moses was leading them through the wilderness, Issachar had his sons and He's part of the 12 tribes of Israel and and when they were going through the wilderness uh, the tribe of Issachar and Zebulun, they had about uh, uh, 54,000 fighting men and they were able to take out Sinai and see this Issachar anointed you're going to be able to take out the enemy. When the enemy raises up its head and come against you there's going to be a strength uh, and an anointing that the Lord God is going to release on you. You're not going be failing like you did in 2019. You're going to be victorious in 2020. I don't know about you, but 2020, it is my year of proclamation. It is my year of strength. It is my year of discernment. It is my year of prosperity. The Issachar anointing is an anointing where God bless. As a matter of fact, when Issachar was born, his father released the word over him. And he said that you're going to be strong like a donkey. You're going to bow your heads and you're going to have to serve man. See, the Issachar anointing causes one sometimes to bow down and have to serve. And See, oftentimes we don't want to serve. We always want to be on the receiving end. But with this anointing, you're going to find yourself in a place of serving. But as you're serving, you're going to be strengthened by the spirit of the living God. But you got to watch your mouth. You can't be serving and saying, why I'm serving, so why I'm having to do so much, why have not things manifested for me? you got to serve with your heart and your soul as you're doing it unto the Lord, because as a matter of fact, the tribe of Issachar, they ran, and, 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 and when God separated them and and he sent them into their place of prosperity, they went into Canaan land. They went into a place where it was prosperous. As a matter of fact, when I was looking at Issachar and I was looking at what his father stated over him, said that he was going to be strong like a donkey, but he's going to have to serve man with his head hanging down. I thought about King Jesus. When Jesus rode into the town and they beheld him as king of the Jews and they put the thorn on his head they said that he rolled in on a donkey and I, I, I thought about that Issachar anointing that there is going to be a riding of King Jesus into our place of prosperity because when we take him with us we got the king of all kings and the lord of all lords. Issachar is as strong as an ass He's, he, he couches his head down before the sheep and he is found with his head resting down and when people look at the Issachar, when they look at some of us who may sometimes have our head down they don't realize that we are in a place of resting with the Lord that every Issachar is not in a place where they're sad broken and disgusted but they are in a place of resting in the Lord in 2020 because you're walking in your Issachar a don't let people take your countenance as being a place where you're broken and sad let them know that I am resting in the arms of the Lord and it is good when you can rest in the arms of the Lord because you know that the Lord he is your strength he is your prosperity he is your your redemption your redeemer in the Bible there was a unique group of people that always knew what to do and when to do it a group of folks that had such a perception of wisdom and revelation that a whole nation followed after them who were these people? These were the sons of Issachar I don't know about you but God is calling forth a, a prophetic people that can discern the times they know what's going on in Africa they know what's going on in China they know what's going on in Russia because they are so connected with the Lord God Almighty that he has trusted them to give them vision to see not just locally what's going on in your local house what's going on in your community but giving you vision where you can see afar off some of us are excited when we can just see into tomorrow but God has given us vision in 2020 where we can see beyond tomorrow that we can begin to discern the times see the sons of Issachar they studied the movements of the stars and the planets and they understood the timing of things and oftentimes, when people get caught up in studying the planets and the stars we begin to say that they are studying witchcraft but see during the time of the Old Testament that's the way in which they determined whether or not there was going to be a storm, whether there was going to be a famine in the land because they understood the movement of God. God is going to bring in in 2020 those who are caught up and understand the timing of God, they understand the astrological system they understand the planets they understand how we connect to everything that God created so be careful when those who understand the planets and they understand astrology and they begin to come in and worship with you, some of us are going to not be in sync with the season and the times of God because we have no discernment, we're to begin to judge them and we're going to begin to criticize them and we're going to begin to talk about them but God is raising up a people that is radical, that they want to understand the astrological system, they want to understand the planets they want to understand the movements of God, that's what the sons of, of Issachar did somebody ought to go with me 2020, it's a year of declaration, it's a year of proclamation, it's a real year of redemption, this vision, strength, and prosperity. See, the sons of Issachar, they understood the chronological times, but they also understood the spiritual and political times. The sons of Issachar, they could discern what God was doing, and when he was doing it, and why he was doing it. They knew when when God was going to move, and they knew when God was going to begin a great and new thing. See, some of us are so out a touch with God because we have been judging everything around us instead of getting in the word of God and understanding the plans of God and the purpose of God that we don't know what God is doing right now and so we speculate and we begin to say that God is not saying. But I want you uh, to go back with me as I started out this message that we got to get the word inside of our heart. We got to meditate on it day and night so that we can have good success and so that we can understand what God is doing. See, the sons of Issachar, they could discern when a leader was falling and when another leader was rising. See, a lot of us are talking about the leader that we have over this country President Donald Trump oh I gotta bring him up tonight because see we don't understand and we can't discern because we're judging by what we see in the natural and not what God is showing us in the spirit if I were to ask you tonight what did the spirit of the living God say to you about our leader will he stand or will he fall? But because we have not embraced the word of God, and we don't understand how to discern the times of God, we cannot make proclamations over what God is doing and what God is saying. Oh, I feel my help coming on right now. See, we gotta the knowledge and the wisdom of God. See, God chose the sons of Issachar as one of the three tribes to go out in front of Israel. Whenever the nation moved, the sons of Issachar was there. See, God is about to do a great movement. He's about to do some great things in the kingdom of the living God. But he needs the sons of Issachar. He needs those who have the revelation, the wisdom, the discernment of the move of God to come forth and get out of their flesh and get in the spirit and be in sync with God. Wherever Israel needed to go, Issachar was there in front. Are you going to be a son of Issachar? Are you going to be in the forefront, moving with God? Are you going to be left behind in 2020? The sons of Issachar, they were so sharp and they were so spiritually astute that the whole nation depended on them to know what was going on, what we ought to do, how we ought Do this thing, and see, that's what the world is waiting on. The world is waiting on the sons of Issachar, those who have a discernment, those who understand the seasons, the timing of God, to begin to tell the world this is what we need to do. I don't know about you, but I want to be in that number that when God begins to speak, that He's through me and I can sound out the alarm and I can say this is what the spirit of the living God is saying and see something about the sons of Issachar even though they came up through a rough situation. Their daddy, Issachar, he was really not the beloved of Isaac gave him a word, the word supposed to have made him stay in a place of rejection, calling him a donkey, calling him one that's going to serve and be a slave. But see, Issachar, he rose out of that. See, some of us in here today that are looking at me right now, you have been labeled, you've been talked about, there have been excuses yelled, yelled over you in words claim over you that did not benefit who you really are but you got to be wise in the spirit and you got to discern why are they saying those things about me they're saying it because you are a son of the living God God has ordained you for purpose he has established your name he has made you great he has given you a name that is so great that even the when he hears your name he begins to whisper things about you to try to get you off track but see you gotta know that when the whispers start and when the labeling stops that you are on the right track you are in your greatest move and the greatest move is what God is doing inside of you the sons of Issachar they did not let their father's trouble pass, dictate to them what their future was going to look like, I don't know about you but somebody in here has had a troubled past and that past is trying to dictate to you what your future is going to look yeah. like you better begin to decree and declare this is my year of declaration. This is my year of proclamation. This is my year when I've been redeemed from every curse word, every negative word. This is my year when I can discern who's with me and who's not with me. This is my year when I can see the vision of God so great in front of me because I got the word of God in me. This is my year when I this is my year when I walk into the prosperity of God the sons of Issachar you see it says the sons of Issachar because, see, sometimes we think that we have to suffer with generational curses. Things have been passed down from one generation to another generation. But the sons of Issachar broke the generational curse. They broke the negativity. They broke the outcast. They broke the name-calling. And they rose up and they received the strength and the prosperity of God. The sons of Issachar they were so astute. They supported a female ruler by the name of Deborah. When it wasn't even popular, the sons of Issachar they got up and they said, "You know what? There's something about that lady. There's something inside of her that, even though I am yet a man, sons sons of Issachar, well, the Deborah go." I'm going right there with her. And see, there's some men here have said that. Our our Apostle Deborah, as long as she stands in the Lord and do what the Lord God says, I'm right there with her. I'm a son of Ishakar. I'm going right now because I can discern that everything is all right. Yes. But see, some can't discern that. They look at me and they say, "It's a woman. She can't teach me nothing. She can't do. She, she can't show me anything because she's a woman." But guess what? I'm a son. Yes. Yes. That's all right. That's yes. all right. Yes. So, the sons of Issachar they supported Deborah. And although she was a woman, she had rights. Uh-huh. And she had a right to go before Israel. Yes. She was a woman in authority over a whole nation. But nevertheless, God was with Deborah. He yes. placed her in authority, yes. and the sons of Issachar, they knew it. That's something when you are placed in authority, and when you walk in the discernment of God, you know that that person is in a set place. But see, when you don't have no discernment, you wonder why in the world are they still there? Uh Uh-huh. Come on. Jesus. I won't go there. (laughs) (laughs) They gained great victory. They freed the land from foreign rule. Uh You can read that in Judges chapter 5. They supported King David before he even became a king. Jesus. I mean, these brothers, were, they were tight. Before David, he's a little shepherd boy, out minding the sheep. Uh-huh. But the sons of Ishakar had such discernment that they supported David. And even when King Saul began to chase after the David, they said, you know what, we're going to touch him. You know, because this man right here, the anointing of God is only, that's how the signs of Issachar operated. When we walk in that discernment, we will not be putting our mouths on God's people. We don't know who God has anointed for what purpose. And just because we can't always see it, because we have been outside of the Word, we have not woke up in the morning to meditate on it, so that when we walk through the day, we can have good success, and we will not judge with our lips and our hearts. But when we really have the word of God inside of us, we can discern what to say and what not to say and especially when not to put our mouths on God's people. Right? Amen. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. So they supported King David even when he wasn't king. And see, sometimes people won't support you until you become real great. Yeah. Uh Until y'all had a hit CD. Right? (laughs) Right? TV in. Yeah, everybody up. know your name. Same but if that hadn't happened yet, oh my God. you might not have that much support. But get that CD out. And you're on 105.1. What you and everybody's playing it. Yeah. Oh, she a member of Jehovah Shalom. <laughs> she was a loud praise team. I remember when she got a resentment, and everybody was shouting. You know, we hang out. We go out and eat all the time. And what about the CD came out, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Come on, come on. and I was in my my place of struggling, yeah. and I needed the church to pull me up yeah. because you could. I, I needed you to discern what I was going through, but I was because I was so deep down, you couldn't see me. But now here I am. I got it going on, and everybody know me. I was looking at this movie and about to close out, and this young man, it was one of Tyler Perry's movies, and this young man played basketball, and his mother had to leave the city and move out into the country, and he did really well, and he had a coach that really, really worked with him, and when he got the scholarships and everything, all of a sudden, daddy showed up, Right. And Daddy wanted the mic. Yeah. He wanted to say something about my son. He was get a scholarship. Yeah. And, and the son did a thing, and I don't think it was dishonorable, but he said, this man here, he's my father, but I haven't seen him in I don't know how long, until I got this notoriety I never saw him he has other children that he's taking care of and never took care of me my My mom is taking care of me and my sister yes he fathered me but my mom is my mom and dad you know sometimes you know we, we, we don't know how to embrace a person when they're in that place of struggling trying to get to the place that God has ordained them and once they arrive we want to celebrate with them The best place you can celebrate is when they're struggling, to give them the love of God, to help lift them up, and encourage them in the things of God. Again, 2020, the year of declaration, proclamation, redemption, discernment, vision, strength, and prosperity. The sons of Issachar had something special. I want y'all to hear this. Their ability to discern the times and season was an incredible advantage. Yes. That ability gave them insight, knowledge, and understanding of God's activities. Mm-hmm. They were not taken by surprise when things happened. Right. Have y'all ever woke up and something happened? And you're like, "Wow, I can't believe this happened!" Mm-hmm. Right. If you get that anointing, the anointing the sons of Issachar, you'll be w- awakened yeah. and troubled by what's happening around you because you've already been in sync. Sometimes God reveals that to us. And we don't listen because we haven't been in the Word. Mm-hmm. And then happened? it looks like, I felt something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I should not have done X, Y, Z. Right. But when you're in sync with the Lord God and you have a discernment, yes. where you won't get caught off guard. Oh, they had influence as a result of their unique ability to understand times and seasons. It's good when you can be influential. Yes. I had uh, Ted told me the other day, I had one of our employees left and went to another VA. And uh, she went there, and that VA is not like Birmingham. And Once she got there, she said, you know what, I want to come back home to Birmingham because even though I live in Montgomery, I'd rather drive to Birmingham because it's so disorganized there. And so I talked with HR and they said, okay, we'll, we'll bring her back. And their HR person had to work with our person. and. Uh, about two weeks later, waiting on her to come back and you know fulfill that date that HR had given her, and come behold, uh, she talked with one person who had worked at Birmingham, and the person that was in a, a place of influence said to her, I'm gonna give you a promotion. I gave her a promotion, she was in GS-6, gave her a promotion as a GS-7, and said that if Deborah Glenn says that she wants you back then you must be a good employee. I feel really good about that. Yeah. Influence. You know that? Yeah. Your walk, your character, yeah. what you do have influence even when you are nowhere around. Jesus. They knew what Israel should do and when it should be done. The nation followed their example. 2020 should be a year when the nation, when the world around us follow our example. Yeah. Then i want to look at one other symbol for this year, uh, this new year, Happy New Year! 12:35. Happy New Year. Happy new year. <laughs> the number 20. Happy New Year. 20 symbolizes redemption. The Hebrew letter Kaf represents the number 20. Kaf is a palm, an open hand in Hebrew. It signifies given freely with the palm up, not palm down. And I recall last week we just briefly said about we should freely give. Our hands should always be outstretched, whereas we can help someone else along the way and never with our hands like this or our hands down where we can't give a hand up. 2020 signifies give a hand up and not a hand down. Freely give. The number 20 also symbolizes the cycle of completion. When I read this, I got excited in my sanctified soul. 20 symbolizes a cycle of completeness. And when I read this, I thought about some trials and tribulations. And sometimes we may find ourselves going through a vicious cycle. The same problem seems like it presents itself over and over and over and over and over again. And we wonder, when is this cycle gonna stop? i made the declarations, i made the confessions, I've decreed, I believe the word of God, and the word of God said that it was over, the heartache is over, the disappointment is over, but yet I find myself in this place all over again. If you can make the declarations out of your mouth, the word of God and stay there, no matter how hard pressed you may find yourself, no matter what situation that may have repeated itself again in your life. If you just really hold on to the promises and the word of God, God is going to fulfill every promise that he gave to you. This is not a time to repent from God and say, God, you know what? It's been 10 years now. And I've been making that same declaration and the same problem. It is still here. If you are pressing into God real hard like you ought to be doing and you're not stopping and you're fearfully and wonderfully seeking after him with the reverential fear that Prophetess Ross said on Sunday and you're coming before him with fear and trembling knowing that he has power over every life he has the ability to do everything that He said He would do that if you don't let go and you press in God is going to do it so quick and it's going to be so suddenly that you're going to forget that it was 10 years or 15 years or 20 years that you've been waiting on the promises yes. of the Lord God because this is your year when God is going to Jacob waited 20 years to get his wives and his property released to him by his father-in-law. Solomon was building building for himself God's house and his house, and it took him a total of 20 years. Jabin, the Canaan king, was oppressing the people of uh, the people of Israel for 20 years until Deborah and Barak managed to release the people from their troubles. God told Abraham that if he finds at least 20 righteous people in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, he would not ruin them. Right. The number 20 is associated with trials, tribulations, waiting, but also it is associated with God completing those things in which he promised to us. The reward for us who wait on the Lord and don't get anxious don't get overzealous and try to do it and work it out on your own. Yeah. That God is going to give forth His generosity like never before. As a matter of fact, God is going to punish those unjust things that happen against you, and He's going to reward you for your faithfulness. The year 2020 is a year in which you must declare and you must decree what the Word of God say, and you must stand toe to toe with the word of God and you must be able to see with your eyes fixated on the Lord God who is your strength that your day of troubles are over and your day of prosperity has come. I don't know about you but I'm going to rejoice in 2020 and I'm going to walk in and I'm going to get every promise that God has decreed over my life. And no matter what it seems like, no matter what it looks like in the natural, that I will walk into 2020 with my eyes fixated mm-hmm. on the Lord God Almighty. As the Lord in cover praise.